0: Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. If you're new to the podcast, I'm the magazine editor, Holly Johnson, and my co-host Molly Pickering is our digital executive. We've both been vegan around five years and love bringing you all the latest news, reviews and vegan chat every week. Today is the third episode of our cookery series, which we're running over the course of this month. Um, Molly and I are chatting to Sharon Gardner, a cookery teacher from Maiden Hackney. We were going to be talking to Katie Beskow about cooking with just a few ingredients. Unfortunately, Katie got COVID last week and still isn't feeling great. So get well soon, Katie. And we're hoping to catch up with her um, in next week's episode. But this week, we are chatting to, like I said, Sharon Gardner, who is going to be sharing all her budget cooking tips. Things like you know what time to go to the supermarkets to save money should we shop seasonally uh dried versus tinned and all those things we need to just uh cut some of the our outgoings when it comes to vegan food. Hi Sharon welcome to the podcast it's really good to have you on today how are you? I'm good <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so you're a cookery teacher at Made in Hackney but you're also mm-hmm. a nutritionist. So I'm actually a naturopath. Ah okay so what's that involve? Yeah.
1: So a naturopath, basically we look at, um, if you imagine we are your alternative to your GP. So actually what we do is we take, we look at someone. So if someone has an ailment um, or condition, we don't really work with the ailment or condition. We work with the individual with that condition. Yeah. So we're trying to reinstate, um, healthy balance and, you know, harmony, et cetera, into the body rather than work with the condition.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's you've got to take into consideration everything, haven't you? Like what's going Absolutely. on in that person's lives and things like that. So that's so
1: interesting. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about saving money, aren't we? Because do you want to kind of tell us what Made in Hackney do?
1: So, like, Made in Hackney are a charity, but they're also an eco charity. So, what they do is they look at not only how to, um, Eat healthily, but also for the health of the planet, and this is why they they focus on plant-based and vegan foods in particular when they are working with the community or with masterclass, etc. So it's all about promoting this kind of healthy, well-being individual groups of people and the planet.
0: And they also do kind of free food deliveries within the community, don't
1: they? Yes, yes, that started right at the beginning of the pandemic, twenty twenty. They just kind of got into action and decided, okay, people need to eat. We can provide a service. Let's do this. And they literally been doing it now for the past two years.
0: So are you kind of part of that? Or are you more sort of on the cooking side of things, like, um, like teaching cookery? I'm more of a teacher. I mean, I have looked into
1: the, getting involved in the side of, you know, the um, doing the meal prep. But it, it's just I'm actually in another part of London to where Maiden Hackney is so sometimes it's a bit challenging to get across London to, you know, be a part of imagine. that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So doing the community classes, you know, once or twice, uh, you know, courses over um, six weeks or five weeks works better for me at the moment.
0: Yeah. What sort of things do you cover in those courses then?
1: Wow so it depends so we can do anything from international we can do anything the last one I've actually just finished was a diabetic course so we're specifically looking at how to use um, plant-based ingredients for diabetics okay, and the challenge cool. there is obviously starch we had to really look at a way to minimize starch intake and make switches and you know still make it interesting and tasty for everyone.
0: Well let's let's talk sort of budget cooking then. So obviously so many people mm. are struggling with rising food costs and we just wanted to delve into how we can save money on our food shopping today and reduce the amount that we're throwing away as well because basically, you know, food waste is not only bad for the planet but we're chucking money, you know, into but, that yeah. food waste bin, yeah. aren't we? So what where are the cheapest places to buy ingredients? Would you, you know, do you like to made in Hackney go to supermarkets or is there some sort of like I mean
1: they have I know they have like um uh, a veg a fruit and veg delivery service that works in that area that can actually and i think don't quote me on this I could be wrong, but i'm sure a lot of this these vegetable um, packages they give people are free this particular company that they um or, or charity they work with so you know that's one way i think it's like surplus um fruit and veg from the big suppliers and they then distribute them out to the, the local community. So that's one thing so that's really that's really handy sometimes we get some for the classes to use in a class sometimes we get some to give away to um you know participants
2: i turn mm. so i'm sort of like always in a predicament of whether i should go to my mm. local greengrocer grocer, Well, really welsh then sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> Where i should go to my local greengrocer um to tesco because it's got the club card or to aldi but my predicament is aldi is cheaper but so much plastic. There is everything is wrapped in obviously single use plastic wrapping. Tesco isn't that much better. Um, mm. but greengrocers sometimes the ones by me anyway, they do tend to be a little bit more expensive. Plassy. I don't know whether you, yeah, I don't know whether you guys have that issue too. And then it's just like this constant sort of battle of do I be sustainable, do I be cost effective, do I be, you know, what what can I do this week? It's it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Mm
1: it is challenging it's really challenging because unfortunately until the supermarkets get on board it's it's hard for us as consumers to really do the more sustainable thing yeah we all can't afford to go to a farmer's market unfortunately yeah you know exactly it's it's become very trendy but it's also become very costly to go to a farmer's market
2: and it's also in the areas as well like my mum she's in sort of like a very working class part of wales and Mm -hmm. there's I think maybe one sort of greengrocers grocers sort of um, in the in the town, whereas sort of, I live in Bristol on Gloucester Road, and there's about five that I can yeah. see from my house. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like certain areas have the luxury of being able to get sort of like plastic-free vegetables, and but then other parts of the people in the country that are lower on budget are forced to sort of have you know, vegetables from Aldi, which is fine. But as you say, it's not um, not maybe the most sustainable route.
0: Mm. There's um, You can get wonky veg box deliveries, can't you? I, I know Oddbox mm-hmm. covers, I think it's mainly London, uh, mm-hmm. but I think there's a few popping up now. So they're quite good to look out for. Um, what about supermarket reductions then? can you Can you give us any tips on when to shop for kind of like reduced food? it depends on a supermarket sometimes they're there first thing in the morning as you go in because
1: obviously the date is that day and sometimes they're doing late in the evening so it's really it's just being by chance you know the luck of the draw whether you're there in the morning and it's there whether you're there in the evening and it's there yeah. or sometimes when you go late in the afternoon they're, they're beginning to price stuff down as well
0: yeah we've, we've all done that thing where we're kind of like <laughs> Sort of hovering behind hovering. the person doing the reduced labels, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm trying to act normal."
2: That was being uni. Whenever I was in uni, and I'd see sort of the ticket person in the supermarkets buy the
1: meal deals, I was like, "Is that is that going on sale? Can I just grab that now?" It depends on the supermarket, and you know whether they're going to do it on a day in the afternoon or late in the evening.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe try and time your shopping if you're going. Like you know either early or later um mm. and also i think it's um important to sort of use because it's going to be things with a, a short date isn't it so i think it's important mm. to like actually think how can i use this in the next day or two rather than just grabbing stuff because it's reduced and then ending up throwing it away anyway because <laughs> unless you can freeze
1: it some of the stuff um you can as long as you get it in in the freezer before that date then it's usually safe for you know between 1 and 3 months so
0: yeah, that's the other that's thing true. as well. Do you use um freezers a lot at uh, Made in Hackney for things like fruit and veg would you sort of you know kind of chop loads up and and package them up and freeze them?
1: I do it at home. Not yeah. so much at, at, at in Made in Hackney because we haven't got the space. Right. But I definitely do it at home. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to sort of um just keep them to hand, isn't it, without being you know, yeah. do go off.
2: I've been doing yeah. it with my herbs recently because I go through coriander like it's no nobody's business I, it's ridiculous I've got <laughs> such a habit um and you'll buy it and within sort of two days it's already started to go wilted and mm-hmm. the same with dill I love dill and that is just the same um so yeah stick it in the freezer and you can literally you don't even have to thaw it out really if you just put it in the freezer take it out you just start chopping it up and it's already basically defrosted defrosted
1: absolutely yeah, yeah
0: yeah I do that with a lot of herbs as well yeah it's a good little trick Mm,
1: absolutely yeah
0: what about seasonal food then is that I mean I think I've read somewhere before that if you know what the end of the aisles at the supermarkets they have stuff Mm -hmm. on offer is that usually Mm -hmm. the seasonal produce because they've got a glut of it and that's usually cheaper to buy it once again it
1: really depends because I've I've found that now, it doesn't seem to be seasons anymore, if you notice. Mm. The season's more in the farmer's market, not in a supermarket. Yeah. You'll see the seasons in a farmer's market, definitely. But in a supermarket, they have everything in season all year round.
0: Which is not <laughs> necessarily good, is it? <laughs> not necessarily, no.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's such a shame that there's such a sort of like lack of education on eating seasonally, especially in the UK, because I think we have such a... like we have such a variety of foods um, available to us. It's just obviously knowing what is available and where. Um, The last year I've kind of taken a particular interest in it and, yeah, it's really surprising of how what stuff can actually be grown in this country. And then when you go to Tesco or wherever and you look and it's sort of made on the other side of the world and it's just like, Mm. well, why is that not being produced here? But it's obviously just cheaper, isn't it, to... Grow it import. somewhere else and ship it, yeah mm. and import it yeah
1: and even this morning actually I just want to add because this morning I I went for my walk and I discovered four new apple trees in my area oh that's oh. so nice <laughs> some of them literally just grown on the pavement and one in oh. the front of someone's garden so I was like look at that and then the other day I was walking and I discovered a plum tree growing over someone's you oh. know garden they're everywhere in the park where I live. They've, we've got elderberries growing, we've got um pears and apples. So there is I a love, lot around. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: love that as well. I really love the sort of connection of sort of growing your own food and, you know, watching it grow and then eating it. I just love that. And I think it's such a shame that we just don't have that sort of connection. And it's almost like a community feel as well. Because, you know, if you have like community gardens or whatever, it just really gets people involved.
0: Yeah, we've got an orchard near us that's just, um, you know, you can just go in and and local residents or whoever can just go and sort of help themselves to the apples and things, which is a great Mm, idea. I love that. Yeah. I mean, growing your own, not a lot of us have the space, do we? And even if we do, it's having the time. I mean, my mum's got a huge garden and, you know, even she struggles with, like, keeping up with it all. I think she planted a load of... um, can't remember what it was one year, but it just got absolutely decimated by <laughs> caterpillars, you know, and it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> so there's quite a lot involved, isn't there? But there's some things that are quite easy. What are the easiest things to grow in, you know, in a small space, do you think? Herbs. Yeah. yeah. Lots of herbs, yeah, to flavour your foods with, basically. Yeah. yeah.
1: Herbs are relatively easy in pots or in small spaces. Strawberries, yeah. Another one, they literally will take care of themselves for a few years um root vegetables usually as well root vegetables grow quite well yeah, um, I, yeah I quite
2: like um I've seen a lot of places now people sorry I feel like it's the sort of TikTok or Instagram trend that's becoming <laughs> is a good trend I suppose um but sort of regrowing like spring onions and celery and stuff like that um I tried doing it once but I didn't I didn't change the water, which is obviously <laughs> what you need to do because sometimes it goes stagnant. So it was all very moldy, but it did work. And I think I left it for like maybe two weeks. So at this time, the water was disgusting. I cannot <laughs> eat them, but they did grow. So um I've been meaning to try it again, but it's just you chop your food up and then you put it into the compost bin and then you just forget about it. So it's just getting into that habit of being like, actually, no, I can regrow this and grow more food that I don't have to pay for
1: it it would be good if we could all kind of get together and do that a bit more as communities and maybe you know we could change the way supermarkets are you know just producing and selling the food
0: for sure because
1: I see that we're more interested in actually how it's grown and how it's um you know prepared and presented as well
0: definitely Mm. I love that growing your own food from food scraps that's brilliant (laughs) um so what about bulk buying then? It's usually cheaper, isn't it, to buy in bulk? I mean, I know not everyone has the storage space, but it's surprising how much sort of junk you keep in your kitchen cupboards. And actually, uh, you know, if you just took out half of it and actually sort of thought, am I using all this? I don't know, 20,000 Tupperware um, <laughs> you know, pots or I don't know, a, a juicer that you had for Christmas five years mm. ago and have never used um <laughs> I mean where where would you suggest by bulk buying food things like I don't know chickpeas like dried foods and yeah uh,
1: unfortunate because I have a co-op not far from where I live where it's vol- it's um staffed by volunteers and you have big, massive bins and you can go in and weigh yourself like from 100 grams to a few kilos, depending on, you know, what you're getting. Yeah. So um, they have now got um, kind of bring your own, but they're quite pricey to bring your own shops now where you go and like you bring your own glass containers or,
0: you know, yeah. whatever
1: to fill them up. But this particular one, it's been going for like 30 years and they it's it's they only charge a small percentage to keep the space running yeah so if you all oh, the other thing is is once again community you get a co-op going and then you all kind of come together someone's got the space you come together and could you know infinity and suma you know you can get a lot of stuff from those places if you have the space to store it and then you can then have maybe 10 of yours coming together and buying bulk um chickpeas and lentils and whatever type of thing you're into dry goods or even you know even your fruits and vegetables
0: yeah, that's a brilliant idea. I often think that when you've, <laughs> you've got like, I don't know, like a big solariac or something and you're thinking, well, how am I going to get through all this <laughs> in the next week? And you sort yeah. of think, yeah, I need to like, if I just sort of spoke to my neighbour, we could just go halves and use our feet. And share something. it,
2: yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. you share the
0: solariac with me? Yeah, <laughs> But my neighbours do do that. They, you know, they're often, some of them grow their own veg and they'll say, you know, I've got 20,000 courgettes. <laughs> <That's> everyone <who> always <laughs> seems to have courgettes, don't they?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's like, do you want some? So, yeah, I love that um, idea of sort of, yeah, community kind of co op type thing.
1: Um, we should we should be going that direction, I think, yeah. if we really want to talk about sustainability and kind of the future of mm-hmm. food, yeah, really. Yeah, definitely.
2: I was just going to say about, um, so sort of like canned peas and lentils and um, beans and stuff versus dried is there sort of any nutritional um differences or because obviously as you say unless you sort of have a a, a co-op that's mm. um sort of community-led a lot of these kind of um like what, what do you call them um Zero waste stores. Zero waste stores, yeah. Mm. They can be a little bit pricey as well. Yeah. We have have a couple here and they're obviously tailored towards the more sort of like middle class areas and they are just a lot more pricier in general. Um, So people are just using canned, um, Mm. canned goods. Would you say there's any sort of, yeah, any nutritional
1: differences between those? I mean, a lot of them are usually packed in salted water. Right, yeah, so that makes sense. yeah, that or you know it, you've got to look at how it's been stored and what it's been stored in as well, mm-hmm. so that's one thing, I mean, we know that we don't want to eat too many foods from a can, but mm-hmm. once again, you know, if that's all you have access to, then that's all you have access to, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a tricky one, it's you know? finding
2: the balance, isn't it, and just prioritizing what you can do within your means,,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah.
0: Exactly. yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to say. I think with the zero waste stores, I think it's it's a good idea to hunt out, like you said, Sharon, the older ones that have been going for donkey's years, not the sort of yeah. swank, swanky new ones that are aimed at people that aren't shopping there because they, you know, can't afford. They have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it's because they want of, to exactly. yeah exactly yeah and they're you know they're thinking about sustainability rather than sort of saving money so i think hunt out those original kind of mm. like pioneers <laughs> but, um but, yeah i've been there forever mm. um should we talk about food prep then because this is something that really interests me but i just never get around to doing it and i know I guess you know, going on from bulk buying, if you've got loads of something that you've got really Mm -hmm. cheaply, then you can kind of cook cook up loads of meals with it. And then, how does it how does it work?
1: It really depends on what you want to bulk. So, I'm someone that likes to do a lot of um, I cook a lot of beans at one time. So, whether it be um, or or legumes, chickpeas or black beans or kidney beans or whichever beans I'm cooking, I like to do uh, enough to give me at least four portions okay and then i will then literally put those in the once they've cooked and they have cooled i will bag them up and put them in the freezer so I usually use um good quality bags like the ikea ones that you can rinse out again after and use a yeah. few times before you know before they've really just start falling apart yeah, yeah. so you and then you, you can just label put a little label on there and say you know the date that you put it in there so you've got an idea of which one to use first
0: brilliant that's
1: one of the things i like to do
0: yeah, like plastic—they're <laughs> like plastic Ziploc bags, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, but they're good quality because they seem to last. You can rinse them out. I mean, I've had them last for quite a few reuses.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd love, after... I'd love to see your freezer. I, just, <laughs> I can just imagine it all organised and all labelled up. It's like, oh, it's my dream. <laughs> it's, it's not organised.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can say yeah because right now I've got some black beans on the counter that I'm about to um cook later and then bag them up as well. So okay. I do like to do a long soak. The only thing I would say, though, with beans and legumes, because some people get really funny tummies with beans and legumes and mm. stuff, I do do a long soak. Okay. I rinse them off and then I would soak them in clean water for a, a, a good 24 hours before I cook them.
2: Is that because of the lectins? Is that
1: some people, people have reactions yeah. to? Some people, it's a lectin. Some people get really bloated and really mm-hmm. like lots of, um, you know, digestive issues. So yeah. I'm quite fortunate I don't, but for some people this I like it. Some people have to pressure cook them as well, not just give them a regular cook. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. You, okay. Yeah. So that's one way to help, you know, or bicarb or soda some people put in as well just to get rid of some of the gas, gassy um elements.
0: Is that do you soak them before you cook them and freeze them or do you soak them after you've frozen them? Ready to No, no.
1: It? So I I literally from dried I would give them a rinse so I'd pick out any debris that may be in there give them a good rinse then I soak them in some clean water usually filtered water for at least 24 hours mm. okay just my preference that's my preference some people yeah. do 12 I do about 24 and then I will some people this is where I differ some people say oh you've got to throw where that water put fresh water in I keep that water and I put it on um, a rapid boil okay I put it on a rapid boil for about maybe 10 minutes then simmer it down with a couple of bay leaves or something like that and then let it cook down to it so you can literally squeeze them with your fingers to make sure they're cooked properly and then yeah I mean that's how you get the aquafaba for those that do chickpeas and stuff like that you know a little bit of extra extra, um, (laughs) ingredient there (laughs) I love that
0: yeah, yeah, I I love that too because it's just use it reusing everything, isn't it?
1: Yeah, me? as much as possible. <laughs> yeah.
2: I
0: suppose you could kind of um
2: for some people that would be like, well, what if I don't have the time? Like sort of it is just about sort of planning what you're going to have in the week, but I suppose you could kind of like dedicate, I don't know, half an hour or whatever on a Sunday evening Absolutely. um or a Saturday even, evening even even and then come Sunday you've got as you said like four portions of beans or whatever it is to yeah. last you throughout the week. And then you just put them in the freezer and it
1: doesn't even have to be used that week because it can just no. last however long. Absolutely. And something like quinoa as well, you can get away with cooking a batch of quinoa and leave it in the fridge. I and mean, then you can use that to make salads as well. Yeah you can quickly stir fry some of that up with some veggies or whatever mm-hmm. you have, you know, make a nice kind of um, butter bowl, you know, put yeah, some beans okay. and all different types of things. So I'd always, you know, keep with something that can last quite safely in the fridge as well for a few days, definitely three to five days, you know, yeah. okay. um, rice, on the other hand, kind of cook fresh if you can with rice, because that can be a bit, you know, for some people, yeah. because it can create um, issues for some people. So, always cook rice from fresh but um stuff like quinoa you can definitely keep in the fridge you've got other grains as well so like um that grain is trying to come to me like buckwheat is another grain as well Mm. a great kind of natural gluten-free low allergenic um, grain as well so depends what you're into as well because anything can be you can throw even prep your veggies so if you know you're going to be eating a lot of cooked veggie fat the week sometimes I'll rinse off my broccoli and, then, and just um, prepare that ready to go into to steam or some water when I'm ready to eat it so that yeah. might be done you know in advance peppers you can chop up peppers dice them or slice them have them ready to go as well yeah. so there's quite a few things you can do and kind of put them in containers or, or Ziploc bags in the fridge for the week.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. it's. I mean, it saves so much time, but also I think it's like, you know, if you're in a rush, that's when you're tempted to, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I know you haven't got kids, Molly, but I don't know if you do, Sharon, or, you know, anyone <laughs> listening, but I've got two children and suddenly they'll be like, I'm starving, I need, you know, dinner." <laughs> and I'm like literally just like sending my last email of the day thinking, what am I going to cook in like 10 minutes? And that is when you end up running to the shop, the local shop that is more expensive than the supermarket because it's a convenience store and you're grabbing, you know, pizza, which again is twice the price because it's vegan or whatever Mm -hmm. else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you do end up, before you know it, you've been like four or five times to these little expensive (laughs) local shops. And the time isn't actually,
2: if you think about it, you're not actually saving that much time. As you say, if you kind of set if you kind of plan what you're going to eat a couple of days before sort of spend just 10-15 minutes chopping veggies up it's just the cooking process and Mm. if you're not obviously when you're not cooking meat you're not spending however long ensuring that the meat is cooked or whatever so in fact it's it's more or less around the same time and So much nutrition do you know what smug
1: what it is for us is the preparation because there's so yeah. much to do if you could just find a way to like a pre prep and have even in the morning before you're doing whatever you're doing. Mm. see that pizza you were just talking about. make your dough in the morning, make that dough yeah. first thing in the morning, then later on it's just a matter of rolling that dough out and then putting your toppings on you and get a nice fresh pizza for a quarter of the cost, yeah. yeah can you come and you know do it, do it so
0: much, yeah. <laughs> can you
2: come and do it for me
1: <laughs> no ollie just, okay. to add, just to add that dough will last in the fridge for quite a few days and the more it ferments the the the, the, the great you know the more depth mm. of taste you get plus you can freeze it
0: okay. plus you can yeah. freeze the
1: dough god
0: i need to do all this <laughs> <laughs> This, this episode is basically just aimed at me isn't it I think it is <laughs> Well, going back to beans I mean they're so good because they're cheap and they're filling aren't they that's mm. the other thing like I know yeah you see you know we were in the middle of the um school holiday, so if you have got children it's every five minutes oh, I'm hungry again I'm hungry again and I'm constantly <laughs> thinking you know like you need things to to keep you fuller for longer because ultimately mm. that's going to save you money because you're going to be buying less food shopping so um can you sort of suggest any good meals i mean i'm thinking sort of you know pasta beans things like that um mm. what what are good meals that are going to sort of fill us up but also not cost too much uh, so um
1: obviously you can make the, the the latest thing people are doing now is turning their um Chickpeas into tuna. Oh yeah.
2: I love that. We're yeah. a big fan of chickpea tuna on here. <laughs> we really
1: are. A sandwich. So you've got, you know, you can fill that up with different bits and pieces as a, as a sandwich as well, obviously. Mm. I and mean, then you've got um think about like pittas, get good quality pittas and fill that up with like some hummus and some different types of salad mm. bits, etc. Um, um then um stir fries definitely yeah. if you children children into veggies and like veggies and stir-fries you can do that with either noodles or do that with rice like you know some fresh rice you, you, you've cooked and then just throw that in there as well um i would look at um what they're interested in and then try and create and, and snacks as well cuz um hummus with a few like um cucumber sticks or carrot sticks and some olives and stuff that's usually quite a, a great way for, to keep them f- filled up for a few hours while you're trying to make something
0: yeah
1: as well stuff like that you know nothing too fussy but yeah
0: well thank you so much for joining us Sharon I think hopefully that's given our listeners some really good tips um... (laughs) it's given me loads of tips yeah I know (laughs) I'm off to get those Ikea Ziploc bags (laughs) yeah I think it's all about organization isn't it and just perhaps making Mm. a meal plan for the week so you're not tempted to just rush out and you know um it's just yeah planning ahead so And anyone listening, head over to to Made in Hackney and find out more about what they do, because it's, you know, it's amazing the things that you're doing in the community there. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully you will start making your dough in advance and just making, banging
1: out those pizzas with the (laughs) the, um, little children. I'll make (laughs) sure she does.
0: I'll set my alarm for tomorrow morning (laughs) 6am start cooking
1: (laughs) most of all have fun have fun with the food with the cooking yeah that's what I think it
2: is it's just about sort of getting people excited about food and like learning it all and I think especially if you have kids not even kids just anyone just kind of getting creative with it and just finding what you like and not sort of doing things because this is what people are telling you to cook just do what you love and go from that
0: Well, I hope you've got lots of ideas from this episode. Don't forget to tune in next week when hopefully we will be joined by Katie Beskow if she's recovered from COVID by then. Um, in the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe and also head over to veganfoodandliving.com to keep up with all the latest vegan news.